Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. Oh my god, I'm gassy. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast uh, where every week we get into our fearless beer review. Then we get into our vinyl pickups and what we've listened to this week. And then we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler and hundreds of miles away is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, obviously go to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, give us five stars. Please go do that. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We also have a Discord server if you want to join that. Hit us up. We'll send you the link. And uh, hang out with us on Discord. Uh, we also have a phone number. Uh, you can call us, leave us a voicemail, send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. Now that all the boring intros are out of the way, let's just jump right into our fearless beer review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I have a, uh, I have a beer from Half Acre Beer Company. Half Acre okay. is a brewery in Chicago, Chi-Town. Chicago. Um, the beer that I have is called Bo Bodem, B O D E M, Bodem, 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 probably something like that. Um, <laughs> that's what I have. I got a little little four pack of this. I've had Half Acre before. They make uh, they make pretty good beers. I had them when I worked over at the local Chicago Deep Dish spot because they always had Half Acre um, beer on tap because the spot that I worked at liked to do a lot of like Chicago native breweries. So. Yeah. I've had a bunch of their stuff. I've never had this one, the Bodum. Bodum, dum, Bodum, dum. But, um, you know, I don't know. It sounds kind of <laughs> cool. It's an IPA. I should say it's an IPA. It's um, it's made with Idaho 7, Mosaic Cryo, and Cashmere hops. Damn, those are some fancy sounding <laughs> hops. Stupid cry- sure. Idaho 7, Mosaic Cryo, and Cashmere. But they spell Cashmere, not like Led Zeppelin would spell Cashmere, but... Yeah. Like cash money, like M E R E, which maybe that's how you spell cashmere. That's how that's how you spell it. Yeah, the actual <laughs> fabric cashmere. That's how so. You, so that's like how the actual it. fabric cashmere is not spelled like Led Zeppelin would spell cashmere. No, no. I think I think the the cashmere that they spell is the name of the city. The city cashmere. Oh, I, I think that's what that is. This is all new to me, baby. Yeah, I think I think I think I think. Don't hold me to that. Well, if that's but, if that's if that's a true thing, if that city of cashmere exists, then their 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 city tune. Like if you're playing Animal Crossing and you have the the song that you play for your city, their song yeah. should be Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it is it is a it is a town, Cashmere Town. That's what it's called. What, Cashmere where, town. where is it? Uh, it's in India. Uh, or uh, it's I no, oh it's I don't know where it's somewhere over there. It's India, I think, or it's like an offshoot of India or something. Indio. Yeah. Ah, it's in California. No, it's it's uh, oh Pakistan, not not. Pakistan. There you go. What am I thinking? Well, they're right next to each other, so it doesn't matter. Um, okay. All right. So you got this 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 IPA. Hopefully, you're going to enjoy it. Um, I have I have something from local brewery Brewery X here in Anaheim, California, <laughs> and uh, because they are always putting out new beer, like all the fucking time. I always see something new from them. Like daily. And, uh, this one's this one's called Pint Whacker. Uh, it, it the can's kind of cool. It looks like it's a, a like a 
can of tennis balls. Like you could see, it looks like tennis balls behind the, <laughs> the label and everything. So that's kind of cool. Um, this is also made with mosaic hops. Uh, it's an IPA, 6.9 ABV. Got a little 16 ounce can. So I'm, I'm excited. Burex, they don't really, you know, they don't really do me dirty. So uh, you ready to, uh, to kisses and then uh, take a sip? Do you think anybody like like hears our description of of the um, of the hops used and then and then goes like, oh, I know exactly how that tastes just based off of those no. fucking hops? No, absolutely not. No, and and if anybody says that they can, they're fucking lying to you. I, I completely agree. Then it's like, why the why does it even fucking matter what the hops you use? Although, <laughs> although I mean, I'm not going to compare this to to wine, but the grape varieties, people that that are in love with wine. Can can tell the difference, or supposedly tell the difference between like different grape varieties in different regions. Even the same grape variety, just in different regions, they can be like, "Oh, this is like a fucking France wine," because I can taste the France in this. Mm. I can oh. taste the France in this. Pee pee poo poo. Pierre escargot over here. <laughs> But I, I mean, come on! Anybody drinking a beer is not going to be able to say exactly what hops are in this. Beer. Uh, that's just that's just straight silly boy talk right there. Beer. Straight silly boy talk. Coffee. Right. Beer. You ready? You ready to do this? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Ooh, that's a good tea. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Wow. What do you? Okay, uh, what, what do you think of your of your IPA? It tastes like uh, this. Honestly, tastes like piranha. Like tastes a little bit maltier oh. than a piranha. It's just a little bit, a little bit darker, a little bit, a little bit more like residual there than a piranha pale ale. This is, yeah. uh, wow, this is like exactly the same thing. It's good though. I like it. <laughs> not like reinventing right. the wheel or anything, and and I'm not gonna go out of my way to get it again. But it's good. My my pint whacker. This is very hoppy. Very very hoppy. Not what I was expecting. So that was kind of a a kick in the mouth. Uh, from this IPA, dude, I am so gassy today. I don't know what's going on, but I, I like I like this a lot. I wouldn't drink like a bunch of these. Like one is, I'm good after one of these. It's it's very piney, very pine cone. Like I'm licking a fucking pine cone, mm. um, drinking sap off of a tree or something. So. Oh, should you be so lucky? <laughs> but yeah, this is this is good. I mean, it's it's good. It tastes like a really solid IPA. Because like I said. Uh, Brewery X, they don't really do me dirty, so I, I've never really had a bad experience with their beer, and this is just a, another solid beer from them, from Brewery X. So good job on them. So with that being said, let's give our let's give our um, our rating of the beer with for, according to our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, a one is a bad beer but give it a shot, and zero is an absolute drain pour. So what do you got on your beer? Like I said, this really does taste like, like uh, Prana Pale from from BJ's, and and I love Prana Pale Fantastic beer, it's really good. Um, but I don't know, I I don't. There's nothing really here that that is that is capturing me. I like I like a lot of the fresh squeezed stuff that that Duchetti's puts out because that almost tastes like it just tastes like cleaner water or something. Something about that it just tastes thinner. It tastes cleaner. It tastes more aggressive remember in the water boy when when adam Sandler mm-hmm. was knocked out and they pulled out that little vial of that of the glacier water <laughs> yeah like that was high quality h2o that's that's the kind of feeling the taste that i get when i when i taste like duchetti's 
uh, fresh squeezed series. <laughs> this one I don't. I just don't get that kind of that cleanliness here. But it's not bad. Okay, it's not a bad beer at all. And I would give it. It's a solid two. Like I would have this again. I have a four pack here, so I have to have it again. But if I was at like a bar, which I don't really go to bars anyway, so. Well, this you go all. to the bar at the pizza place. And I go to one bar, and they have it on tap there, too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I've had it. I've, I've, I don't know if I've had it or not. Because I usually get the IPAs when I go to go to the pizza place. Yeah, you get the same thing every time. It's not a big deal. Well, I don't. That's fine. That's fun. Because um, I don't do that. Well, thanks. Uh, it's fine. So, so you gave this a two out of three, right? Yes. All right. Uh, my pint whacker... I'm gonna have to give this a uh, a two out of three as well. I mean, I I'll, I would definitely go back to it if I saw it at Brewery X. I'd probably pick it up again. I mean, I I like their Slap and Tickle. That's a good beer. That's a really good IPA of theirs. Um, but I wouldn't mind drinking this again. It's solid, but definitely not a beer that I'm gonna have more of one more of one of at a time in a night. So yeah, solid two out of three. Good stuff. Brewery X, good place. Oh, Great place I to be. I also have our boy Raul also left the review for this. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no review for mine. So yeah, what do you got? He uh, so he rated this a four point one out of five, and he said, "Here we are, you know, existing to be, existing as is, simply existing. And right now, by my side is Bodum, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It doesn't hit my palate. It caresses it. It's just so nice, so nice. My grandmother would probably like this beer. And then dot 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 space space space, peace." <laughs> so that's a very subdued review for him and honestly like, it matches it matches the beer pretty well it's just it's just nothing crazy going on here it's just it's just a good solid drinkable ipa good. i like it i like it peace i love Raul's reviews Raul's reviews <laughs> he's the best all right so do we have anything left on the beer no that's it that's all we're all good all right, now let's uh, let's jump into uh, you know the vinyl stuff we've got this week, stuff we've listened to from our backlog, and like I said, that leads into our songs of the week. So uh, let's start with you, Jeff. What do you got? Go. So um, I guess I'll start with the interesting stuff here, and that's "All Things Must Pass" by the uh, George Harrisons. Ah, so you're keeping it, huh? So the first time I listened to this, I didn't finish it. And but I think I was like drinking, and I just wasn't in the mood for it. And you have to be in the mood for any kind of three LP set. Like you just you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you're if you're not in the mood by side, you know, three, you're just like fuck this. I'm not doing the half of this more. So I re-listened to this, and I was really surprised at how many iconic songs are on this. Every side has at least one song that, for all intents and purposes, I just assumed was a Beatles song. <laughs> because I just I never thought that they came from like George Harrison's solo stuff, specifically this album. Like there's mm. a lot of bangers here. It's like seventy five percent bangers, twenty five percent complete filler. But Wow, like, I'm surprised you liked it that much. Some of the dude, some of the banger songs are fucking like beyond bangers. And again, like I I really thought that they were just like Beatles songs because I just I don't know. Being not like a huge fan anyway, I just I just assumed that they were probably Beatles songs, but there's some really, really good songs here. Like <laughs> classic surprise. Like better than the Beatles songs, right? I don't know. I mean George Harrison was like the um the uh the underappreciated one definitely in the band. It's unfortunate, it really is, but the truth is though. I feel like I feel like in hindsight people people appreciate him as much now as they do like Lennon McCartney because even though 
we not we because I don't. Even though we do appreciate the other two, mm-hmm. people will always say, "Oh, but George Harrison, but George Harrison." Oh, don't forget George Harrison. George Harrison comes up a lot now in any kind of discussion or or articles or or talks of of the best Beatle. Yeah, yeah, true. But you're you're right for sure. I think for the first thirty years, he was kind of forgotten. But God damn, oh, dude! Sad. This is a this is a pretty this is a pretty good album. I I mean this was free, and I so it's not like the best sounding quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really like it, and there's some really like super folky slow tunes, like very reminiscent of Bob Dylan, and then it goes all the way to just very rock and roll like surf tinged jam songs, like mm-hmm. the jam song, the Apple Jam song, and it's we got Clapton on here. There's a bunch of people that are just kind of ripping it up and having a good time. It's good. I just I can't believe it, man. I'm yeah, solid. Pleasantly surprised that you liked it. I need to how, get a better copy wh- of this. How, what are you? What are you surprised about? That I, I don't like know. The, I just, but I like folk music. There's folk music here. Just, I like jammy numbers. That I, there's a jammy number here. That even though I do think the Beatles are vastly overrated, and I really don't like the Beatles overall, they do have some really really catchy tunes, and they have five. They have four really really good albums and five okay albums. The White Album being one of their worst. No, it's their worst. It actually is. White Album is their worst. White Album, yeah, and then yeah, the, what's the last worst. one? The, the let, it, uh, let, let It Bleed? Be. Let It Bleed? Let It Be. Yeah. Let It Bleed. <laughs> that's actually a good Stones album. Yeah, Let It Be. No, that's that not a good just, Stones album. That album's just stupid, dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how Skip got really mad on the last episode about the White Album. <laughs> when we were talking shit on it. He was so much so filler. Just like, dude, come on. It's Get terrible. over it's yourself. It's a terrible record. Oh man! And anybody actually listening to this podcast right now, we literally recorded that Marilyn Manson episode literally. two days ago. Literally two that's days a, ago. So five-hour extravaganza, baby. Fuck, man, that was a that was a wild one for sure. But uh, all right, so what else you got? Uh, I got this, this this group called Nonfiction. This is um, okay. this is this is like a hip hop group. They were slash are a hip hop group from like the mid to late nineties uh, out of New York. Same vein as, as like Immortal Technique, Jedi Mind Tricks, that style of music. And yeah. Very similar. But these guys are just super well-liked, very well-respected. Like Cypress Hills mentioned stuff about them. They've worked with a lot of people, too. Like their first album that came out just had a, a slew of guest musicians on the MF2. Your boy Stephen Carpenter from, uh, from the Deftones played from live the guitars Deftones. on it. And so it just... <sighs> Stefan, but that's fine. You can get the name wrong. Honestly, don't care in any capacity. So yeah, they just they, this is a, a hip hop group that that just had very bad timing, very bad management. Never cut a record deal. Came out with two albums, and then year like decades later, came out with this one, which is called it was called the Green CD slash DVD, and it was just all just like odds and ends, B sides, demos, alternate versions, and then like a lot of live stuff. And then Record mm-hmm. Store Day last year put out the green LP, which is just cutting down the green CD from like, you know, 50 songs to a manageable two discs. And it's not, it, it's a mixtape. It, it's it's not cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of songs thrown together. And so if you don't already know a little bit about the band, if you don't kind of know what their sound is like, if you don't know any songs by it, by them, then it's, it's this is a rough place to start. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was so upset and, irritated that friend of the pod Sloan bought it because I was just like dude why like why would you ever <laughs> buy something like this from a band you don't know anything about but whatever well he does that's all he does 
He either he either buys horror movie soundtracks, or he buys from bands he's never heard of before. But like this specifically, this is a rough listen. Like you have to, you have to like know something about either hip hop, this band, this area of hip hop. Otherwise, it's just like wow, this is bad recording. It's, well, yeah, <laughs> fucking demos. Like I just, I bought a, an album of demos, but I don't know. It's fantastic. But did did Sloan think it. it was so freaking good? Yeah, he said it was amazing. Oh this is some god. of the best hip hop he's ever heard. Oh my god, that's yeah, so annoying. It's annoying. That's so annoying. I mean, I, it it is really, really, really good though. And again, like very similar to like the two the two big takeaways. I think Immortal Technique and Jedi Mind Tricks. Those are the two groups that they sound a lot alike. They also sound yeah. a lot like like early Necro, but not as aggressive and annoying. Okay, because Necro was really really cool. Um, I it wasn't that the 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 thing that David Bradley got you into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar to like in ICP or something, right? Yeah. Oh, mm, mm. so like eventually Necro would would triple down into the <laughs> horror rap thing and and became like a shtick and you know rapping about like necrophilia and and all this other Edgy. stuff. That's yeah, it's stupid. But um, I mean, there are there are lyrics on the nonfiction uh, album here that did not age well. They they. Uh, there's a lot of like derogatory slurs towards different groups that they use, and that just don't. Yeah, um, it just sounds kind of pretty weird. Listening to pretty commonplace in hip hop in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's still it's still it's still really good stuff. And it's, the production, even though it's bad, actual produced poorly because it's not big budget, it's still there. There's a lot of good mixes there. There's a lot of good samples being used, and this guy these guys are awesome. I love it. All it's right. good shit. All right. So what else we got? Uh, and then the rest is just uh, the rest is just Weezer, baby. A Weezer oh, all day. More Weezer. It never this ends. Is, this is becoming like the new Grateful Dead. This is the last of it. Though. I don't have anything else after this. <laughs> so uh, what do you got? So the first thing is green. I got I got the Mo Five green. Super mm-hmm. high quality of green. The green that I have isn't as bad as the blue one that we have, but it's still oh, not yeah, great. Okay. It just everything's kind of sounds kind of flat. It's not quiet and flat like blue, but it's a little bit flat. So I have the uh, the Mo5 green, which is just a, a higher quality version of green. It sounds absolutely fantastic. The version of Hashpipe it has is the radio version, so it's a little bit different. But oh. I don't care because I have the seven inches, and I have two well, different versions strange. of the Hashpipe on the seven inches now. So is it just that it's censored? Is that all it is? It's it's a little bit censored. I mean, it's not a little bit. It is censored, yeah. They don't really say hash pipe. I think he does. No, he does say hash pipe on my version, but the radio edit version, it's not as heavy in like the da na na When he's opening up in the last part. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not as heavy there. And it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more flat. Okay, all right. It, it does, it's not as dynamic. Because when you hear, when you hear the hash pipe, how it's supposed to be heard, and when that first bass that comes in, oh, that's so good. and then it's like it's so gritty and it's so heavy, and it's it's just it's nasty, it's nasty stuffs. <laughs> and Green's I'm a good album. So like good. like side A of of Green album is perfect. There's nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. it. It's 100 percent perfect. It falls short for sure. If anywhere on side B, some of those songs are are I could do without. But Green was just a it was an answer. It was an answer to Pinkerton. Pinkerton flopped, and Rivers was highly embarrassed and ashamed and self conscious. And he said, "Okay, well let's just let's just do the blue thing again." But now he couldn't get that that aggressive part out of him. So then that's what we get Green because Green 
guitars are more crunchy, they're more gritty, they're more aggressive than they are in blue, but yeah, the melodies definitely. the melodies are pretty much blue. It's all the same. I agree. I agree. But damn yeah, good that's album. a solid record. It's so short though. Like it's such a shame it's so short. Yeah, it should have been it should have been an EP. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Cut out some of the the fat a little bit and yeah, hey, you're good to go. But whatever. You yeah. got it. You got the Mofi. A little bit jealous, but that's okay. Super happy. I'll get it one day. Super it happy one day. with it. <laughs> like everything about it is just so nice. It's a gatefold and you know, it's got stuff you can look on the inside. The cardstock itself, like the cardboard, super mm-hmm. thick. So like the corners are still sharp, they're not bent in. Just mm-hmm. a just 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 nicely done. Very nicely good, done. Good well made product. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean for that price tag, it fucking better be. <laughs> like eighty bucks. <laughs> uh Dude, I just bought I bought a live record today that went on sale today for eighty bucks. What was it? Uh Smashing Pumpkins. Oh God! Oh, I saw yeah. people in our group posting about that. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. And these these records that this this archival series they're doing, the resale on it is like triple. Should have so, bought one and sold it. Yeah, whatever. It might still be up for pre order because what they've been doing with this archival series is that they'll open up the pre order for like a day or two. And then once it's closed, then you can't do any more. And then they press however many were ordered. So it's not it's not a limited run. It's just you only have a certain amount of time to pre-order it before they press it. I mean, so. that should be like how every vinyl is made now. Now that we're backed exactly. up for so long, there's no yeah. reason why you can't just advertise, hey, in one week, we're going to open it up for a week. And then that is it. That's all we're going to make. So everybody yeah. can get theirs. And that's exactly what what pumpkins are doing. The, the The first two live records did that, and it took like nine months for the records to be pressed and shipped. And then this pressing that came out today, it says that it estimates four to five months on on this one before it's shipped. It so which is which is it's a standard now. It's fine. I I I no longer get mad at that, especially when they're letting me know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I yeah, don't it's, care. it's the lack of communication that pisses me off. Like with our yeah. AFI EPs. We should have no got those in are. December, right? I think it was December they were supposed to, we were, they were supposed to get here. No, we should have got them in like uh, I think it was August. We should have got them, and then it got delayed till December. Oh, then it till, got delayed oh, till January. Then it got delayed till who April. Fuck knows. It was April. Yeah, April. That was right. the last thing I heard. I remember reading, but who fucking knows? It's annoying. Very fucking annoying. Just do your fucking job. <laughs> All um, right. What, what else you got? So I, I also got Maladroit. I bought Maladroit <laughs> for also way too expensive. And um, <laughs> so silly, but I just, dude, it's just like, I was just, I was so happy about all my Weezers here. It's like, I felt like I was like 15 again, going into the Weezer message boards and like yeah. talking to people about Weezer and trading B-sides and like downloading all this stuff to my iPod. Cause I even turned my iPod on and I went back to like my Weezer, which I, I, it was, it's not named Weezer. It's the, the equal sign W equal sign. Oh yeah, of course. That's why I did it in my iPod because I'm a cool guy. And I was like looking back at all the B sides. Like, my fucking god, dude! There's so many B sides that I had downloaded back in the day. And Weezer just like they are—they are my favorite band. Like they are my favorite band of all time. I just cannot get over. And I pretend to hate albums sometimes. And we do our rankings. I listen to it once, and I think, oh, this, this is good, but it could be better. You know, I put my little snobby glasses on, but yeah, like really, this is this is this is me. Like Weezer is me for for better or for worse. All these stupid songs. I love them all. They're so good, and I do like Melodrate a lot. It's it's a banger of an album. There's Definitely some... not. The, I mean, this is like out of all their good albums, it's like near the bottom of their good albums, though. 
there's only one song I could I wish was just, I, I might scratch it on my record so it skips. That's American Gigolo. So okay, there we go. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. We all know like you like that song way more than you you ever let on. I and that, I know even, you do. You even if I did, I would never say it. it doesn't. I know. No, it's not I know you really song. like Stupid. that song. It's terrible. It is their best song, like without a doubt, their best song. I think it's on par with like Beverly Hills as being one of their worst songs we've ever done. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. What's what's better, that song or Teal? Probably say Teal. Oh, because you're fun. I, yeah, Teal. Teal's great. Love Teal. I I was I was actually looking to see what other MoFi's have been pressed for Weezer, and the only other one, like if I wanted to complete my Weezer MoFi collection, is Make Believe, and that's just not going to happen. But that's um, Make Believe's still a solid album. I'm not going to buy Make Believe. I really, I really. Uh, that one didn't didn't hold up too well. I don't like that. Really, one. I I think there's some really good songs on that that album. There's, I like I personally like it better than Maladroit. That's okay. I, well. I prefer Make Believe over Maladroit because you're in this weird you're in this weird phase temporarily. No, hopefully, no, no. Where where you just like these dumb like ballad type things that Weezer's <laughs> been doing, and, and no, I don't know what's no, no. going on. But well, okay, here, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. For go, for go. years, you used to just talk shit so much you used to talk so much shit on everything will be all right and then we actually ranked it and you realized wow this album's actually really fucking good yeah it is, great. it is really good so you gotta listen to me because i'm fucking right all the time but make believe is you're not right it's just <laughs> it's it's not good and it's it's, it's uh, one of like the it's one of the we talked about it a couple weeks ago it's one of the few blemishes on like rick rubin's resume it really is oh. it's it's just Gosh. not. It's it's not a great album. It's silly. It has their worst song on it, and it was just their worst song. Come Beverly on. Hills is their worst song. No, yes, by far, easily. Oh, God. Easily, not, but there are some. Great. There are some cool songs on here. There's some songs on here that kind of started out as like early B sides that he tinkered around with and eventually made into like a cool song. But like their biggest songs, like Beverly Hills, and then uh, We Are All on Drugs. That's eh. a good song, though. That's a really uh. good song. <laughs> the lyrics are fucking dumb as shit, but it's a great song. I just, I will never, I'm, I'm never gonna buy the mofo. Even it, it, Beverly it, Hills, like if you take the lyrics out of Beverly Hills, it's a good song. It really is. It's the lyrics no, it's that just destroy it. Beverly, oh, it's stupid. It's it's too crunchy, but then the music doesn't even back up like the crunchy guitar. At least in like Hashpipe, the crunchy guitar, everybody else is bringing the crunch. And Beverly Hills, <laughs> that. Like why put it so low if everyone else is going to do a stupid, like lighthearted pop beat? It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's bad. It's bad. I do I do enjoy playing it every time you and I jam together. I always and I, I, I will, play it. and I'll still I'll still either play it on the drums or the guitar for sure because I just want to play something. But I hate doing it. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's just so fucking easy. So easy. That's a cool solo though. That's a fucking you're sick fucking, solo. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> okay, another See, one I you're got. You're beginning to like it now. You're beginning to no, like I'm it. Not at all. Ever. Another <laughs> one I got. Another 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 LP. But I got uh, alone. Actually, you got alone, and then mm-hmm. you uh, you you passed it on to me, which was I nice. Did. That was, that I did. I figured a, you'd you'd appreciate it more than me. So. I, I knew you just needed time to to justify keeping it. So it's very hard to go to a record store and drop like three hundred, and then buy something for so much for somebody else, and then because at the time it's like, no, I'm not going to buy this. You, I just dropped three hundred fucking dollars. No way. 
But sure. then you let it sink a little bit, then I'd start selling stuff, and then the price the price comes down. The price comes down. Yeah, yeah. And I would have been really bummed had I not got this because like this is the era of Weezer. Like this is what really got me into Weezer was on Kazaa, on Napster, on LimeWire at the time, downloading songs, mm-hmm. going into the Weezer message boards, and then you know, people saying, Oh, I just found this demo that Rivers did like right before they released Blue, like check this out and the quality's fucking shit. And it's just like, wow, this is this is a really cool song. Like you could have really done something with this. Yeah. And like this is like alone, it's not all of the best of the B sides of this era, but it's a good collection of, of like the demos and the B sides from this era. Cause there are some really, really good songs. And there's some songs that eventually became other songs. Yeah. And then I was reading about I, I was on the Weezer the Weezerpedia as they call it. I was on the Weezerpedia, and Rivers, Rivers has his songs filed away on his computer so, so meticulous that when he's writing a new song, he thinks, okay, this new song is in the key of of E, and he thinks, okay, I like where this is going, but I think I think the chorus should be like in the key of A. We should jump up a little bit, and I think we should slow down the BPMs to like maybe like 80 and get really, really slow there. And then he mm-hmm. can type those things into his Excel spreadsheet and come up with 15, 20 things he's already written that he thought was a chorus at some point in his life. Like that's how he's cataloged everything he's ever written. Is that, or recorded. Is, are, you, are you referencing the, the Weezify thing when we, when I bought the, the black room thing? Is that what you're referencing? That giant Excel file? It, it, did that Excel file have those things on it? I don't think it had all of that, but I, I oh. thought maybe you, were, you would like really dug deep into that. But no, I was just I was just reading about like the alone sessions and then why Rivers chose things and then how he he writes music and I just thought that was because I mean when we do the Pinkerton B sides thing, there's songs that have clearly progressed into other songs. Like El Scorch is a good example. There are two songs that were B sides that came out well before El Scorcha did. But you can hear the beginnings of El Scorcho in one song, mm-hmm. and then you can hear like the guitar riff of El Scorcho in a different song, and then put those two songs together, and then you have El Scorcho, and it's just really cool to see that. that I mean, that's just how he writes I, music. It's not like an intelligent thing; it's just super meticulous in, in how he organizes his his thoughts and ideas, and he records everything he's pretty much has ever done, and then he'll 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 put it down as like chorus number three, you know. 100 BPMs, key of this, and then all of these other things that describe that song. So when he's looking for something, he can just type those things in, those keywords, and like 15 things pop up. Yeah, It's yeah. crazy. It is a really interesting way of writing music, honestly. It's it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of genius. On it's genius, that's what it is. It really is. Cuz he's very he's so prolific, it's crazy. Cuz like you're driving in your car and you just, you know, think of a, a riff or whatever and like oh that's cool that's a cool riff you're never gonna remember that it's, it's gonna go away forever <laughs> but like like rivers will at least at least jot down the riff record it catalog it and you know that's it call yeah. it a day. and then just build it from there or add it to something from yeah exactly i love it so yeah alone i was i was super happy and then every song every song has like a little a little uh it's written thing about it so like the inner sleeve is just mm-hmm. like a bunch of 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 notes, linear notes, liner notes about it, and it's all either he has rewritten it or it's old notes that he wrote in like the '90s that were about the song. So like I don't know, they just they give more personality to each song. That's pretty cool. That that's really neat. 
like I said, some of the songs, some of the songs are just they're so demo-y and they just sound so bad. But some of the songs are like some of the best songs. All right. I mean, we're gonna be doing like like you mentioned, we're gonna be doing this very soon. You know, the the Pinkerton Blue B sides, or at least the Pinkerton B sides. I mean, it's which will be fun. There's some fucking bangers here. Like Chess, the song Chess, that's a banger. Long Time Sunshine, that's a banger. Chess, you just talked right. about hard chesses. Chess is a difficult game. There's a lot of pieces. That's a, that's a it's lyric. It's crazy how just sometimes the lyrics are just so dumb. They're just so ridiculous. And that's, all of, that's, that's all about, like, I have, a, I have a melody, but I need lyrics. So let me just talk about what's in front of me. Yeah, and like that's yeah. that's just a good way to to get to really flesh out the melody because you're not thinking about the lyrics at all. You're just really trying to get the melody out. Yeah, I'm very happy with this. Good, good stuffs. All right. So what else you got? And the last the last thing here, the last Weezer thing is my Africa. Uh, oh, yeah. Forty five thing picture disc kind of. I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's in the yeah, shape of Africa, the continent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. So I have a little I have a little funny thing here is is I was trying to play it and for whatever reason my my turntable just was not playing it. The needle would drop and then immediately pop back up and then reset to the beginning and go down. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was getting really frustrated. And I I don't know. I unplugged it, plugged it back in, wasn't working, and like I was tinkering with it for a solid like twenty minutes. And I thought I finally had it. And so the needle went over and it dropped it dropped down. And it played, and I could just hear like the beginning part, and then it popped back up again. And I was so mad that I punched my record player from the top <laughs> downward as hard as I could. I fucking cut my knuckle open, bled like all over oh the place. Oh my god, you're such an idiot! And as I was punching, like as my knuckle hit the player, because it's all plastic too, yeah. I immediately just was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Like instantaneous, and then I was, of course, like I was so scared. Like I'm apologizing to it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, mean, I did things I shouldn't have done. I'm really sorry. I'm just like praying that it's, that it's not completely trashed because like everything jumped off. Do you like the fucking little 45 adapter? That's it's in its own little cubby that went flying. The needle jumped back up and reset, but it, like it was kind of like click, 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 like it was off, and like it was, dude, it was fucked up. So like I punched it so hard that I took. The, the platter off and I went in there in the belt like the belt that drives it that yeah, came yeah. loose so I had to like take it apart and put the belt back on and then one of like the cogs had like dislodged a little bit so I had to put that Jesus back in Christ. too I know dude I was really really scared that it wasn't gonna work ever again I can't believe you fucking hit your record player like that I know I was <laughs> dude I I'm telling you as soon as like as soon as I felt the pressure on my fist. I re- I was, it was like instant, like it was slow motion. Like, why are you doing this? Why? Like when Ronald through the rocks, what am I doing this for? I don't know why I'm Wait, doing this. When he's Ronald through the rocks, what? Remember we went shooting that one time and we're all like hiking down like a, 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 a oh, ravine. yeah. And for whatever reason, like Ronald threw rocks at us. He was at the top of the hill and we we're at the bottom of the hill and he threw, <laughs> he like literally had a handful of rocks that he threw on top of our heads. And like as he was doing it, he was like, "I don't know why I'm doing this." And then all of a sudden, we all turn around and we get pelted in the face by little pebbles and rocks. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but as you said, I don't know why I'm doing this. As he threw the rocks at us, and that's what happened here. Oh my god, oh, that's so dumb. I was just, I was extremely frustrated, and I don't know why. <laughs> but needless to say, everything works fine now. I, I did listen to Africa and the Rosanna song afterwards, and it plays fine. And they're they're fucking fantastic. I love I love them. 
I wish that teal did not exist because that would make these better. But they're still really good. They're still really, yeah. really, really good. I love that. I love the original Rosanna. I just love that song so much. Perfect okay. song right there. Perfect song. They're 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 something else. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got except for uh, my my weekly pick. You pick liquor here. And then what do my, you got? My weekly pick is is Kevin Devine and his album Split the Split the Country Split the Street. This is his third album, 2005. This is his first solo album after he had left his band, Miracle 86, that he sang for. So this is like him completely on his own. This is not my favorite record by him. Um, it's a little it's a little broken. It's a little, pacing's kind of weird. It's a little awkward. He puts like kind of heavy songs right in between like super acoustic jams. It's kind of weird. Um, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have my favorite song. And the one I chose is my favorite song by him. But this is uh, this is just rooted heavily in like the underground folk indie scene. I mean, this, this, like like I said, the record has some songs on it that are a full band and sort of heavier. But then there's tracks like this one, and it's just Kevin and his guitar, and it's just it's so it's so great. He's such a great kind of indie country guitarist. The way he plays yeah. is a little country to it. Like those slides are super country, but it's still emo. It's still pop rock. It's still indie. It's still fantastic. It is. I mean, parts of the song were, were really good. The, the, the guitar playing I really, really liked, but his voice sometimes was it's just too, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't my thing, my style at all. But I liked the guitar playing a lot. That, <laughs> you like that when he screams? Oh, dude, it was, it was rough. It was honestly pretty rough at points. And I just, I, just the whiny acoustic stuff man, that you and Mike love. I don't, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot get into it, man. It's rough. But yeah, like I said, the guitar playing was really good and that his, his, his guitar tone was top notch. So here's a, here's a little bit of the song, Alabama, Alabama Acres from uh, the Kevin Devines. <laughs> Up now, 
to the ceiling and down from the floor. Father's sick in the hallway, I hear him whistling under the door. All right, there's a little bit of a little bit of Alabama Acres from Kevin Devine. There's just like some really bad vibrato that he does. I, dude, it it's rough, man. But I I can totally imagine Mike singing this for no reason. Just he'll just start belting a song like this out for fun. He's he's just a guy that's like very very honest and very very earnest in like the way he sings because he's not yeah. like a great singer he's he's a good singer but he's not like a great singer and and that that kind of that strain on his voice like he's getting he's getting words out that are meant to be strained like the words that he is straining are the words that he wants to be strained and so then he sounds like shit when he does it so you really focus on those strained words and it gets like the message across he's highly political he he writes a lot of really cool fucking lyrics like on on this album in particular too this other song he he talks about he says uh, reform don't work. I think it's time we tried revolt, but I don't got the guts to jump up and go first. So I just shout until my throat hurts. And it's kind of I don't know. That's cool because you don't, yeah. you don't always you don't always have to have an answer for everything. But you like we all know that this is not working. I don't know how to fix it, but I know this isn't working. And he's just always been I don't know. He's always been like a man of the people. He's, he's always he's he's always had a voice. And when he signed a Capitol Records too. Everyone called him a sellout, and everyone said, "Like, oh, you're fucking joining the man. You've preached so hard to against." And like, he came out with like all these like articles and all these interviews about his choice to do it. And he says, "Like, I know the Capitol's owned by EMI, who's owned by like Warner, and like they're one of the, the biggest horrible corporations on earth. I get it." He says, "But like, don't forget, like the other people were also joined to Warner and Capital at the time, and I need money to do this." And he mm-hmm. donates a lot of money, donates a lot of time, and. He's very open, very honest, and and I don't, dude, I love this guy so much. He's so cool. <laughs> he's so awesome. It's a right. good album. So, I I didn't realize it was he's been around for this long. Oh yeah, this this album is from two thousand five. That's crazy. Yeah, this is his third. He's, he's he's been he's been doing it since I think he's been playing music since like the nineties. But I think he's been releasing his own Kevin Divine music since like the early two thousands. And what band was he in? He was in a band, right? Yeah, the Mir- Miracle '86. That was his band that he had. It wasn't not, in, not crazy popular, but he also did bad books with the some of the guys from Manchester oh, Orchestra. That's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 more recent. Um, Mike loves that shit. It's good. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't like Manchester Orchestra. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't understand it. I I think it's so fucking boring. I've seen them. I've seen them live twice. Uh, opening for Thrice, and they were really, really good live, awesome live, but their records just are boring. They're flat. They're just. I, f- I, I feel know. like, I feel like they could do a lot of theatrics to supplement their music to make for a good show. I think that would no, be interesting I, to see. I think it, 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 they just sound more dynamic live. Like it just, it sounds more like a band. Like, I don't know. Like they're, they're, they're. I don't. To me, they're on their albums. They just sound just very kind of. I don't want to say monotone, but it's just kind of like a, um, just like a blur of just sound. It doesn't. There's, I don't know. I can't even explain it. Just them live is just so much better. I mean, I don't like them on the album, so so much better it could be anywhere from okay to good. <laughs> well, it's like it's like the the band Le Butcherettes. Their their album is just terrible. It sucks, 
but when I saw them open for Anti Mask, they were they blew my mind. Like they they were just so much louder and and just passionate and I don't want to say aggressive, but just much much better. It's just crazy how some bands or like Fever Three Through Three. That's a that's a good a good example too. On the records, they're terrible, but you watch any live videos, they, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's true. It's the same thing with that. So, you got anything else on uh, Kevin Devine? <coughs> no, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right, so let's jump into my stuff real quick. Uh, the first thing here I got from you. Uh, this is your old copy of Sketches of Spain from the Miles Davises. Oh yeah. And, uh, this is a record that he put out in July of 1960, and I will be honest with you right now. I thought it was okay. Oh I, wow! I wow. really just thought it was okay. It it was. I think it's because there's there's too many it's, it's too many things orchestra. going on. Yeah, it's an orchestra, and I don't I don't really care for that that style. And and it was just it was there's too much going on, and uh, and so that's kind of where it really just kind of I didn't really okay. care for it. Well, good so, thing you paid like five dollars for it. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll keep this copy, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna upgrade it. Um, actually, I don't even know how often I'd go back to this. Really, I just. It's too busy. You pro- too busy. You for probably me. could, like, if you cleaned it up, you probably could trade it in for at least what you paid for it. Five bucks. <laughs> yeah, like for sure. Like some, like the a record store would sell that for like ten bucks out there, which means they'll yeah. pay you a little bit, like right around five bucks. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's it's it is my favorite Miles Davis album that I've heard thus far. I couldn't believe. I'm, I'm very surprised you like it this much. And then, of course, you know. You go onto Wikipedia, and almost every jazz record never gets good ratings, but this has like perfect ratings across the board. Yeah. It's like, what it's, the fuck? It doesn't it's make fantastic. any sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, not perfect rating, fantastic. Come on, I, it's not perfect rating, fantastic. No, but it's really, really good. Like it's, I don't know, it's better than good. I, I, I mean, love. I, I love the orchestra like part. This kind of, yeah, it. if you like the orchestra stuff, then yeah, I, I get it. But I just, I, I like a very minimalistic kind of jazz thing. A quintet, at pretty much at most. But this, there was like, yeah, it was a fucking orchestra. But whatever, <laughs> it was it was fine. It was fine. Okay. Um, okay. Next thing here, I got uh, RTJ One, Run the Jewels, their first record, came Run out in uh, 2013, and uh, it's a very short record. Like you and I were talking about off the pod, uh, very short. And you, when you listen to it, or like what you said, when you listen to it. You you think fuck? How can it get better than this? And then as you progress through their records, you start to understand every record gets better than the last, and that's <laughs> remarkable. Like very few bands can actually fucking say that. Four albums deep, where every album gets better with each one. It truly so. is remarkable. Like like you listen to RTJ One, and you like I thought, like dude, this is like perfect. Like how yeah. how is RTJ Four that like three albums better than this? No yeah. way. I will say though the the title track, the Run the Jewels title track, that is that's probably top three. That's probably top three Run the Jewels songs right there. Dude, call Tigatron. That's that's a top Run oh, the Jewels song. That's so that's my fucking good. That's my that's my favorite. Absolutely, is my favorite Run the Jewels. God, so good. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably like calling Tigatron, walk walking in the snow, and then the song Run the Jewels. That's probably that. That's my top three. Run the jewels, jewels, jewels. The way they rap in this song, in that particular song, is so different than they do on any other song of theirs. Like this they one, really kind of like speed it up. It's like a great way to start out a career, an album. Yeah, that, I, I definitely feel like like they're they're <laughs> rapping in this one is a lot more aggressive. It's a lot more 
something to prove and and there's a lot less work on finesse like rtj4 is all about finesse it is all about like meticulous and then perfectly plays words everything about it is just absolutely placed perfectly to make it sound fantastic whereas rtj1 is is it's it's your first album together and like killer mike has been around lp has been around and they're doing this thing where everyone thinks they're going to fail. Like no one thinks it's going to be that great. And they come out yeah. and it's, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. It's heavy. It's loud, but there's not a lot of finesse to it the way there is yeah. in RGJ four. It makes sense. It's their first record, you know, never made music yeah, together. No, you're right. It's fucking so good. <laughs> oh man. It's solid. And it's a, it's a really cool uh, orange variant. Cause you have the orange variant too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's super rad. So, Dig that one. Um, this next one I got actually today in the mail. Uh, it's Me First and the Gimme Gimmies and their their album Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. So if you don't know, if you didn't listen to this episode of the, episode of the podcast that we did a couple months ago, uh, this album came out in 2004. It's a live record, and they literally play it, a boy named Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. And uh, it's hilarious. It's funny. The jokes are terrible, but I laugh every single time. Even when I know the jokes are coming, I still laugh just as hard as when I heard it the first time. They're so dumb. I love it. But um, I don't know. There's not much more to say that we have. We didn't spend an hour. You know, we spent an hour and a half on this episode on doing on. Fuck. I can't. Pod talk on a 40, really on a 45 minute album. Yeah. Talked about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> yes. So got that one. It's awesome. And uh, next thing here is. Uh, just wait real quick. What real yeah. quick? Did your are we, quick. do we have the same copy? Because our my copy doesn't have the the two bonus tracks: the season, of the sun, and sloop John B. No, mine doesn't have that. Ah, weak. No. I mean, I mean, I paid like twelve bucks for it. Damn, so, damn. I mean, mine was like fun. seventeen, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it it came out to be sixteen after shipping and stuff, but still, oh, okay. we paid pretty much the same price. But mine, yeah, mine is still like it still has the original. Um, uh, Oh my god! What am I trying to say? The original plastic on it, so it's like they just cut up in the the opening of it. Oh yeah. So like it's in pristine condition. So it's nice. Because cause season of the sun is one of the one of the, like the like Johnny's like grandpa or his uncle or somebody sings season of the sun, mm-hmm. and then they're and they're like like oh yeah, Uncle Frankie like do you know the song? And everyone's like yeah, go oh. sing it, Frankie, go <laughs> sing it. And he's like nah nah nah, and they finally does it. It's really cool. It's super funny and it's very like endearing for a band that is a joke band, but then like all of them are just trying to keep up with him and like yeah. letting him kind of be like the forefront and then be like the lead singer. It's really cool. And then Sloop John B is Johnny. Johnny's on drums. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so rad. Sloop John B. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, Good stuffs. It is great. I will say that the, the, the one I bought or whoever I bought it from. They had, uh, they didn't, they didn't send me the right version. What they sent me was a different version what, than what they, they were saying. And I always double check whenever I buy from Discogs. I always double check and I, you know, with the Matrix and everything. And I have a different version, and the version I have is actually worth like thirty five, forty bucks. What? He what's what's the, the difference? One. Just different pressing. Just, just different pressing. Uh-huh. But my this particular pressing goes for more. So he actually mislabeled it. But oh. I don't care because I got a fucking lot, a lot cheaper, so that's nice. Um, all right, so that's so I got that one, and then uh, this next one I picked up from uh, White Rabbit here in Fullerton a few days ago. 
Uh, I picked up Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, and their record Mother's Milk from 1989. This record is just, it's so fucking good. This is right before they, this is the last time they did before, uh, you know, getting kind of ruined by uh, Rick Rubin. And this is produced by Michael Beinhorn, who we've talked about quite a bit, actually, on the podcast. Just talked about him. Yeah, we literally just talked about him two days ago. Uh, Literally. Literally. And uh, this is this record is just so much fun. It it's so exciting. You could tell they're just having a blast playing the music, even though you know this is the first first record without Hillel who had, who had just overdosed so uh, and died, and the first with uh, John Frusciante and Chad Smith on drums, and uh, it just sounds like just a totally revitalized band. That it just the songwriting's there. It's it's awesome. Anthony Kiedis has not become obnoxious yet. This record's fucking solid. Solid, solid stuff. It's 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 their best. I I rank that as my favorite Chili Pepper album. When we I did thought you rankings. ranked. By the way, no, no. By the way, or Californication. Like, no, it was it was it was Mother's Mill, Californication. By the way, and then One Hot Minute. Oh yeah, I forget you like One Hot Minute. Oh, that was so goddamn good. But Mother's Milk is is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's a remarkable album. I mean, I can't believe how much better it is than Blood Sex Sugar Magic. Like that album's that album's really not that good. I, but I it's, a, don't, it's crazy God. popular. It's just uh, like it's, it's just like an iconic piece, and it came out at the right time, and everyone that worked on it was kind of the right people, and it was like fuck that thing. Yeah, I mean it has fucking has under the bridge. That song sucks. I mean that song doesn't suck, but that song sucks. You you hate under the bridge and you hate soul to squeeze, don't you? Dude, Soul to Squeeze is like unbelievably bad. Oh my god, that's like one of their so worst songs. Stupid. I fucking hate Soul to Squeeze. <laughs> oh god, that is terrible. Holy fuck, man. Oh, here we go. Anyway, anyway, Mother's Milk got that one. Love it. And uh, this last thing here is my pick of the week. Uh, I also picked this up from White Rabbit. Same day I got uh, the Chili Peppers, and uh, it's it's the band Ghost. Who I like, I know. I know you're not into them, but whatever, that's fine. I picked up their second record, uh, Infest, Infest. Some, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce this. Let's just call it Infest. Uh, came out in uh, April 2013, and this was the album that got me into the band. The song Year Zero is the is my song of the week, and uh, and this is the song that that introduced me to the band, got me into the band, and uh, yeah, and I've, I've liked them ever since. So. Good stuff, and so I'm gonna play a little bit of uh, Year Zero from from the band Ghost, and here it is.
there you have it. The song Year Zero from the band Ghost. But at this time, they were called Ghost BC. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how much did you hate this one? I didn't. I didn't hate this, but this is uh, this reminded me very much of like Sing the Sorrow AFI. Uh, oh, it's okay. very very similar stuff, and it wasn't bad. But I mean, very this dramatic, is, very dramatic for sure. I don't know. It's just it was okay. <laughs> it's not for you. It was okay. It was just it was stupid. It was dumb. It was, it was well, stupid. It's it's cheesy, and I, I think that that's the whole intention is to be kind of cheesy. The way that they dress. And just how dramatic they are visually, musically. I, I love the cheese. I love the cheese, but you got to back it up with a, a song that is that is like really cool. I think this is a really cool song. I don't. I don't think it's like one of their. It's not one of my favorites, but I think this is a solid song. I feel like they they there are better at records than this one too. Definitely I've heard better, better songs in this one, but this this was just honestly this was like Sing the Sorrow AFI, just not as as uh, as hard hitting. <laughs> Somebody, uh, oh dude, I, I watched part of a video a couple days ago, and they're like, "How to write any ghost song," and it just it nailed it so well. It says, "Make sure your song is 130 BPMs. Make sure it sounds like Slayer, but extremely slowed down." And then they're just talking about like, at this point, you do the crescendo. At this point, you do this, do this, and do that. And sure as shit, like every fucking ghost song is set up like that for the most part. Like and when you really listen to Ghost, like they are. All the riffs that they play are like very slow down Slayer riffs. It's weird. It's super fucking weird. But I never thought of it until somebody said something. Like they have cool songs that I like, and they're not they're not overall like a bad band. I just think that they're so aggressive in their their shtick that their music just can't possibly back it up. And it does. I, I I feel like they're the they're the modern day Kiss. Really, that's what they are. Ooh, I like Kiss. that. Yeah. Cause Not Kiss just because the costumes, I, that's, but that's just why I can't stand Kiss either. Is because they're so aggressive in their appearance that their music doesn't back it up. That's what they are. Modern day Kiss. Kisses for days. Um, so yeah, that's my <laughs> pick. Is uh, is Ghost and the song Year Zero. So uh, done with the vinyl on this on on this on this episode. So not a ton has happened in the music world over the last week, uh, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers did put out a new record called uh, Unlimited Love. Did you end up listening to it or no? I listened to it today. Oh, you did? What did you think well, of I it? Did. I did. I kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I actually really enjoyed myself. I thought this was going to be complete shit. I thought this was going to be one of the worst they've ever done. Just, I don't know why. I just, that's just what I thought. Just because we've been hating on on Ketis and, and Chili Peppers for a while. And Ketis is pretty annoying sometimes. There's only been, there was only like one or two times where I thought he was super fucking obnoxious. But overall, it's yeah. just what you'd expect from Kiedis, and that was fine. But like, but yeah, like Flea, Flea brought it. He he brought the heat, and, and he I slayed, shocked. and he had fantastic bass lines, some of the coolest stuff he's ever done. Yeah, and I was, absolutely. I, I'm going to give it one more listen, because Grace Records has a bunch of copies left, and I, I might buy this. This is. I think this, I'm going to buy it, too. I, I really it, was, buy it. it was not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, it, it was a little disappointing hearing Frashante take a step back. And not not shine as much as like we've seen him do, but Flea and Chad completely made up for it. I mean, yeah, Chad didn't do anything super flashy, but he never has. But the way he locks in with Flea is yeah. just so good on this record. It's it's really really great. And like you said, Kitas has some really terrible moments. Some of the worst moments of his entire career are on this album. 
because he sounds like he's trying to sing with like a pirate on a couple of the songs and it's just <laughs> fucking terrible um but yeah whatever it's fine Philippe makes up for it completely makes up for it yeah i was i was i was uh, i was very surprised i had zero expectations and i i again i thought this was going to be their worst <laughs> so maybe Same that here. helped Same it was good. I, had, I had no expectations going in oh man it was good though i i did enjoy it so glad glad you glad you got around and listened to it as well uh let's see here what do we have next uh that that's it for new music really that that at least interested me and you so um thrice and the band bayside are going on a u.s tour so if you're interested in that get into it i'm not sure if they're coming to california or really the west coast i don't think they are i think it's mostly east coast and some midwest cities but yeah, yeah if, i think if, texas if, as far as this way they're coming i think yeah it's mostly that which is fine i mean they're they're from california thrice are at least so they always fucking tour here um but yeah get into that if, if you're in, if you're in the area check it out i mean I'm sure it'll be a really fun show because Thrice, honestly, always put on a solid fucking show. Um, and both, some people like Bayside, like you. So there's that. <laughs> I, I like Bayside. Bayside's good. <laughs> All right. And then the last thing here, I mean, I don't know how much we're going to talk about it, but the Grammys. The Grammys happened last night. And um, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think about this one? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's funny that like uh, Olivia Rodrigo won so many Grammys, so many awards. She's like 19 yeah. and like people just are, they love her voice and they, they think she sounds amazing. Well, she does sing really, really well. It's just yeah. like, dude, like, I don't know, come at me when you're like 25 or when you're like 30 and even, you know, you've been drinking a while, you've been yelling at your boyfriend, <laughs> you've been getting into arguments and then come and show me how, how like how nice your voice sounds and then I'll be impressed. 19. <laughs> nah. I don't want to like. I don't want to diminish like her accomplishments, but at the same time, I really don't fucking care. And the Grammys yeah. are stupid. And I thought it was just. I thought it was in poor taste to give the Foo Fighters a bunch of or a bunch of awards because that one's not very good. It's just no not. medicine at medicine at medicine at midnight. It's, is that what it's called, right? Yeah, me, medicine midnight midnight medicine something like that. Yes. Yeah, that it's not, really it's like one of the worst. It's, it's not very good, and I yeah. thought it was in very poor taste just to give them awards that that they're like not earning now just because Taylor died. And that's yeah, they won that's, three Grammys. They were nominated I think, I think, in three categories and won three Grammys. I think that's disgusting and gross. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I, I didn't either. And then I I don't know if if you saw, but the you know how like every Grammys or, or award show they'll have like the in memoriam and they'll show like the people who died or whatever. Yeah. And at the Grammys, Joey Jordison was he wasn't even mentioned. In the in in memoriam, which is I feel is so disrespectful, considering how influential and not only talented but how influential and how much he did for music, metal music in general. Like to not even be mentioned was a huge sign of disrespect. I I, I, I agree. It's God. There's just so like the Grammys are just so disconnected. It's just a group of. Yeah. It's it's literally just like behind closed doors. A corporation of of like older, probably white men who don't even like any of this music, but who are just like on their phones an hour beforehand, thinking like, who should we give these to? Like, who's popular? This one is okay. Oh damn, this guy's these guys. Their, their drummer just died, and they're pretty popular. Let's give one to them. Like, that's just what I feel. This is like it's pandering. It's fucking gross, and I hate it. Yeah, I I really do too. I think it's disgusting. And and then okay, so record of the year. First of all, I don't really know the difference pre- between the categories of record of the year or gotcha. and album of the year. It's gotcha. stupid. Do you, so you agree, right? 
it, it, it's stupid, but then when I explain it, it'll, it'll make a little bit more sense, but it's still stupid. So there's song, record, album, right? Yeah. So let's let's do let's do like album of the year. Album of the year is a cohesive album, front to back, song one to song ten. That's an album of the year. If, if it wins Grammy, then everyone who had a hand in, in that album is going to get a Grammy. Now okay. you got record of the year. So now record of the year it pertains to like a song. So let's let's say like let's say like Pinkerton wins album of the year. So like Matt Sharp, everybody's everybody's getting the Grammy. Now record mm-hmm. of the year. Let's say. Uh, let's say Butterfly wins because I think I think Matt Sharp and Rivers wrote Butterfly or helped produce okay. Butterfly. So now Matt Sharp and Rivers are getting a Grammy for just one song. Now Song of the Year is literally just songwriter and songwriting credits and Butterfly is only oh. to Rivers. So now Rivers is only getting a Grammy. What? That is so stupid. I mean, I understand what you, <laughs> I completely understand what you're saying, but that is so dumb. Wow, that is fucking stupid it's yeah it's, it's just like how how many grammys can i give to adele is what's happening here yeah and then i mean best <laughs> pop Billy duo best pop vocal best r&b like dude it's all kind of running in the same and ugh. god that is terrible and then the what one record of the year was a group called silk sonic and the, al- the album was called leave the door open i had never heard of this this group before and I looked him up, and then I see, oh, Bruno Mars is in the fucking group. So that's why that's why they're even nominated, because Bruno Mars is in it. And the the big song from this record, I've never heard it before, ever. And it's not catchy. It's it's forgettable. It's not a bad song, but it's not. There's nothing there that really could, I feel like hold, can hold anybody's attention. It's just typical R and B, like old R and B. I I I said it was like it was like hotel lobby music. Like yeah. you sit in the lobby <laughs> and then whatever plays in the fucking lobbies is what you're listening to here. It was like a mix of old funk and R and B, but it wasn't exciting. It didn't go anywhere. It wasn't Ugh, it was terrible. Like whatever. The Grammys are shit. Reward shows are shit. Yeah, we still talk the, about them. There's only I've I've said it many times and there's only one award show that I think holds any water. And that it's it's the only award show we should be listening to, and that's the Teen Choice Awards. Honest to God, honestly, <laughs> the Teen Choice Awards is the only award show that we should even give any kind of credit to. Not a lot, but even just any kind of credit to, because like really, the teens are the one that's going to eventually become what the Grammys are supposed to be. And so, if the teens <laughs> like something, then like that's what we should listen to. Like, who the fuck does these old execs know? Like, they don't know shit. They don't know anything. Yeah, it's they true. see dollar signs. They don't see true. people. So, like, why why are they voting? And all these people that won't ever leave the Grammys, that you know, keep showing up year after year after year. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like tenured teachers that are just well beyond their prime. Go away. Get out of here. <laughs> Make room. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I totally agree with you on this. I love I love the Teen Choice Awards. I, I think it should be a bigger thing than it is. I, I I love it. And anybody that can like stomach teens for any more than like an hour and a half deserves all the awards you can possibly give them. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh God! All right, uh, and also I, I noticed that okay, we talked about the deaf about the band Deftones recently, and how the bass player was was left the band and and whatever it was kind of a weird split, and then I saw like on his Instagram he was at the Grammys but he wasn't there with the band that he was in he wasn't with the Deftones they came separately and I thought oh my God if they if Deftones won the won a Grammy. I wonder if they would all get up on stage together and how awkward that would be. But unfortunately, Deftones did not win a Grammy. 
but I was really, yeah. really hoping that they would have because that would have been pretty, pretty good. The pretty fact did, that they good. So like, like, like the fact that the Deftones were even nominated for Grammys is, is two things. One, there was just no good music out this year, and two, the Grammys have no idea what they're doing because the Deftones are just not a good band. <laughs> well, so let, that's, let's that just let, let's look at the two categories they were in. They were in best rock performance, which included ACDC's new album. Black which Pumas, is so stupid. Yeah, Black Pumas, which is you know the album's whatever, but this is but it was a live album that was on here. Um, Chris Cornell, I don't know why that's on here. Dumb. Uh, Deftones, like I said, and then Foo Fighters, and obviously Foo Fighters won this category. Uh, and then they were also in the in they were nominated for best metal performance up against uh, Dream Theater, Gojira, Mastodon, and Rob Zombie, and Dream Theater won. I mean. Regardless of what you think, I mean, I know you don't like Deftones, but Dream Theater are just so, they're like has-beens. They're, they're well, they fine, were, they're cool, but I mean. They were never be, worse. They, they were a shtick, too. They, they, they had something that was kind of funny and, and fun, and they ran with it. They were just really, it, really fast. Just, and that's They're just fun. a band that has a bunch that's of prodigies cool. in it. Like they, none of them are. I don't feel like are very great songwriters. They're just really good at playing their instruments. I don't think so either. I think they're a boring band. I think they're incredibly boring. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the Dream Theater thing, but they ended up winning the Grammy. And I, I mean, Mastodon put out a really great double album. Rob Zombie, even that Rob Zombie record was pretty solid. Gojira has always been good, and I, I'm, I'm probably. I mean, you would say I'm biased, but I feel like the Deftones record was, a, way fucking good. I mean, it was fucking great. It's fucking dumb. I mean, the Grammys is pop focused through and through, yeah, one hundred percent. So I really don't, I don't, I don't care. It's stupid. <laughs> it's very fucking stupid. We've already talked right. way too much about the Grammys. We should have. That's true. That's true. So, do we have anything else left for this episode? <sighs> nope. That's, that's all. all. all right. Well, thank you all for listening. You know, you know the drill. Give us five stars, uh, and stay tuned because we're gonna just kind of get into the Punkorama Six that compilation, and we have no notes. It's gonna be kind of. Be old school, old school asinine radio, caviar, caviar and cigarettes. So keep listening. Thank you all. And uh, that's it. That's all. Uh,